This is the Business Marketing and Finance Podcast. The podcast for all your business marketing and financial needs. Get insight from experienced professionals as they delve deep into their passions and share their knowledge each week with your host, Daryl James. Like to follow or learn more? You know what to do. Hit that subscribe button now. Welcome everyone to this week's BMF podcast. This is our Ask and Expert session. I'm your host, Daryl James. I'm here today with Omish Butt, businessman and founder of PostPixel. Welcome, Omish, to the Business Marketing Finance Podcast. Hey, Daryl. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, man. It's nice to have you on, on the show, man. Now, when marketing your business, we all know video promos can be the key to positioning and distinguishing your brand in the current crowded marketplace. Omish's company helps companies tell their story through creative video. Omish, can you tell us a bit about your journey, what it was like growing up, and how you made the turning point to the man you are today? Oh, geez. Okay, that's a big question. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, to start off with a journey, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I've been in business now for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I started the company at the end of my uh, first year at uni, which was 2016. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so back then, I was studying a business management degree at Coventry Uni, mm-hmm. um, and it was actually my second time going to university since the first time yeah. I dropped out at Brighton University. Okay. Um, so that was my second time at uni. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, summer, hol- summer holidays, and uh, basically my plan back then was to mm-hmm. uh, get a job, like a part-time job, a yeah. summer job. Yeah. I spent about three, four weeks, literally every single day, yeah. um, sending CVs, applying for jobs, all of that stuff, yeah, going yeah. to town, going to the sea center, giving out my CV. Mm-hmm. Um, got literally zero results from that. Wow. Like, a few interviews here and there, yeah. but nothing that was too inspiring you know that led to any jobs or anything like that yeah, so yeah. Uh, long story short what happened was i found uh, uh, pretty much i found a mentor who taught me mm-hmm. specific skills in okay. how to start a business so i've been interested in entrepreneurship for um, really years because i've known that i want to go that down that path but yeah yeah it's very difficult to know exactly what to do since most information out there is not, you know, yeah. it's all wishy-washy. None, none of it tells you specifics like how to get clients, steps, yeah. what you should sell, all of these things. So, yeah, yeah. Um, pretty much I joined a mastermind and that taught me very specific skills on, mm-hmm. you know, how to do a sales call, how to get clients, yeah, yeah. what to sell. And um, yeah, during the summer holidays, I started a company and wow, uh, I got my first client, I think it was two weeks into starting. And Fantastic, man. Well done. Yes, yeah, so I got my first client two weeks from starting, and um, yeah. that was like $150. Um, yeah. Forgot to mention, I was actually in my bank account, minus £1,000 in my bank account at the time. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say I'm broke because I was living with my parents, mm-hmm. and it's not like I don't want to give you a sub story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I had minus £1,000 in my bank account as yeah. a result of being a student and spending on crap. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I got that $150 sale, I was like, yes! <laughs> I mean, like, minus £900 debt. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, and I also had. Um, what do you call it, uh, debt collectors that were knocking on the door because yeah. uh, I wasn't paying rent as well. So there was yeah. a whole year's worth of rent that I was, okay. that was due, wow. uh, which yeah. we do really have the money to pay for. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And then I got my second client, which was like my first big client. Yeah, yeah. I remember this because I was like 1am in the UK, I was sitting in my uh, kitchen, literally yeah. with just my... Um, with like my pyjamas on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got a client that looked like Gordon Ramsay from LA. <laughs> And he wired me 2K oh, nice, dollars. Nice, nice, nice. At that moment, I was like, what the actual hell? Yeah. Like, this business thing yeah. is not yeah, as works. hard as you think it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, once you've got a, like, a solid process in place, yeah, yeah, yeah. it can work. And yeah. at that moment, I literally sent an email to my university and said, yo, yeah, uh, I ain't coming back. 
Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that was a summer holiday and I ended up dropping out and yeah. pretty much since then uh-huh. started up the company and uh, here I am. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not on the top, but yeah. uh, it's been You're on your way, man. You're on your You're way. You're on the way, on the way. You're on your way. No, that sounds really good. Now, you mentioned dropping out of university. Now, that, was that because you realised, okay, well, I'm, I'm studying business, but I'm doing learning business, or at least I'm a way to kind of get my grips and my feet wet in business. I don't really need university. Mm-hmm. Or was it more the fact of you wasn't really thinking that the university system, the education system was going to really be relevant and up to date and working for you? Um... Yeah, so it was the second thing I always knew. Yeah. Um, so the second time when I returned to uni, yeah. I knew how crap it was. I knew mm-hmm. how flawed it was. I knew how outdated it was. Yeah. I knew that it wasn't for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the only reason I went back was because the first time when I did drop out, mm-hmm. um, I dropped out a month into Brighton University, mm-hmm. studying the same degree of uh, business. Yeah, yeah. But during that year, I pretty much wasted it because I didn't really do anything. I didn't mm-hmm. really know what to do. Um, during that year, I was reading like books on purpose, mm-hmm. like how to find your purpose and all these kind of, you know, purpose-driven yeah. books. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't really know specifically what to do. Mm-hmm. So kind of the natural thing to do was to go back to university. Bearing in mind, I'm quite Asian parents, so, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. there was quite the pressure of that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so university was like the natural thing to do. And I always knew it wasn't for me. Yeah. So when I started the business, you know, when I first started the business thing, yeah. my goal was to make something from it yeah. so that I'd have an excuse not to go back. Okay. As soon as I got that yeah, $2,000, $2, yeah. yeah. that was like more than the excuse yeah. not to return. So um, so yeah. how do you think that that could could be repeated? Like, you know, you, you've had the 2000 now and you, you obviously <clears throat> made really good steps towards that. But how did you know for sure before dropping out of university that you could do it again? Um, two, there's kind of two answers to that. Number okay. one is like, I, I wasn't sure, yeah. you know, and I think that's the thrill of it. Like I like, I'm not someone who needs to know every little detail before yeah. doing something. Like I like the fact that it's uncertain. And the thing yeah. is, is that like we're all taught this bullshit idea of, um, you know, everything's mapped out in life. Yeah. Every little thing is mapped out when yeah. it's really not. Like yeah. life is never linear. Like true. the school system Very true. teaches you to be. Yeah. Uh, but h- how did I know that I could repeat that? Mm-hmm. It's because I had like an actual process in place that I was yeah. following. Yeah. And because it worked the first time yeah. with the $150 sale and it worked the second time with the $2,000 sale, yeah, yeah. there was no reason why it wouldn't work again. Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah, everything started to become a bit more clear at that time since I, I was mm-hmm. learning more specific skills like sales, yeah, yeah. Um, like managing people, hiring people, outsourcing work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was reading books that actually aided those skills as well. Yeah. So what, what type of books was you reading? Because um, I know you're quite you're young yourself right now. I mean, yeah. You, you, what type of books really inspired you or really, I suppose, crushed your path and you thought, yeah, that's a really good book? Uh, back then, I, I read a book called The Education of Millionaires, okay. which um, it's about everything you don't learn from college. Yeah. And it teaches you specific skills yeah. that you can apply to real life, like mm-hmm. copywriting, like mm-hmm. sales. Yeah. yeah. Um, at that time, I was reading more books on sales as well, like mm-hmm. the, the, what is it, the psychology, influence the psychology of selling, okay, yeah. books like that. Um, yeah. I read The 4-Hour Workweek as well, so yeah, that yeah, kind of yeah. gave me an idea. Tim Ferriss, yeah. Yeah, Tim yeah. Ferriss. Um, I wasn't, but to be honest with you, I wasn't reading a ton of books back then. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't even say I read a ton of books now. Mm-hmm. Um, more so the information that I consume mm-hmm. tends to be from like podcasts, interviews, mm-hmm. yeah. going on YouTube, going on Google. I don't consume as much books yeah. as I know I should be. Um, 
it was more like and also I had mentors back then as well okay so yeah. those mentors that I found yeah these were people that I could go to anytime I had a problem let's say I had that's um, good yeah let's say I had a whole month where I didn't close any sales and I got no new clients yeah 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 I could literally go to them and they'll give me a very specific answer yeah, yeah. based on the situation that I'm in yeah which uh, sometimes a book can't give you that uh, sometimes true. it can true um so yeah, I was fortunate to have, you know, good mm. social circle that yeah. I could, you know, use to aid me in my journey. Nah, that sounds really good, man. And, you know, what what specifically, um, what type of hurdles have you faced? You know, it's a new business. Um, you mentioned having the $150 first, you know, yeah. first ever, <laughs> ever signed. It was actually $100 signed. and then I upsold him $50 more. Oh, so. fantastic, even yeah, better. So then you must have like a really good process in terms yeah. of, you know, from start to finish. So are you more cold calling or are you letting your own videos talk, do the talking for yeah. you or how are you actually working for it? Or get it to work um, for you rather. I did. St- so I started firstly with um, a freelance platform called Upwork. Yeah. Um, so if people don't know what that is, basically a free, a free you can hire freelancers on there mm-hmm. on any kind of skill. Yeah. So it's um, a little bit like Fiverr, I guess, but a yeah, bit very more similar to Fiverr. Niche. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, very similar to Fiverr. So you mm-hmm. can post a job saying, "Hey, I need a website done," and mm-hmm. they'll post a budget, and then you can communicate with that person. Yeah. Um, so I first started getting clients through that, mm-hmm. um, and then I started going more into cold calling, mm-hmm. which was like like that was like a war in itself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like literally picking up the phone yeah. every day. Yeah. Um, calling around 100 to 150 companies per day per day that's uh, good. being told to get lost by 9 out of 10 people yeah, and there's yeah. always that one person that gives you a tiny glimmer of hope yeah 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 which will probably lead to nothing anyway yeah um, but cold calling got me a bit of success yeah. and um, yeah it was cold calling that yeah. really kick started the journey I'd say okay and you just followed up at any time that you yeah. had that, that glimpse of, of um, light I guess from that person you just followed up with them and then it manifested into yeah like the thing is more. when you get your first client mm. that gives you like a massive buzz yeah. it's like oh my god like I just got paid for something yeah and you know and when that client's happy as well that gives you even more of a buzz yeah, yeah. Um, and it gives you that motivation to want to do that process again whereas yeah, when yeah. you're cold calling daily yeah and you're getting no results yeah it's very easy to quit because yeah. there's no reason for you to continue yeah, yeah but when you yeah. get that one success there's a reason for you to continue yeah that makes yeah. sense no it does make perfect sense so what made you get into the animation business itself did, did you always like um you know animation type videos when you were younger or what made you specifically start this company um so as you know i've got a video background yeah. um i used to do like music video edits yeah. and filming from my mates back in the day yeah. in school uh, i used to do like little like skits and movie skits and stuff like that yeah. so my ambition when i was younger was more to be a videographer yeah. like doing films and things like that yeah um, and I used to love video editing, you know, anything kind of creative in that in that realm. Yeah. In terms of the animation, mm. um, I found that idea through the mastermind that I was in. So they, one of the things that they do is they give you mm-hmm. different business models that you can follow, like yeah. how to start a website agency, how to start an SEO agency. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and animation was the one that appealed to me since mm-hmm. it's somewhat similar to what I used to do back in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was pretty much how I got into uh, animation. Oh, that sounds good, man. And like, do you have any um, other companies or any other people that inspire you in the animation world? Like you mentioned business mentors, um, but that's going to be your processes, I suppose. Is there anyone you look up to in terms of, that's a really good video they produce uh, from that company. Anybody like that? Um, I usually look at competitors and they inspire me. So I know quite a lot of people that are in the animation space that 
that do the t- same type of explaining videos that we do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they inspire me because I look at what they're doing and I think, for God's sake, like, yeah. I need to crush them and wipe them out of the water. So I look yeah. at things they're doing, whether it's uh, the quality of the videos or whether yeah. it's their... Um, whether it's their brand in itself, the way they market themselves, yeah, yeah. I'll look at those and I'll take like little gems from them yeah, yeah. that I can apply to my own business yeah. to obviously wipe them out of the water. And some of them yeah. are obviously huge seven-figure companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's quite a few. It's mainly the competitors that inspire yeah. uh, my company. That's good, man. And is it just yourself or do you have a team? How do you normally do, do, do the videos? How do you work them out? Uh, so there's a team of, I think, seven of us. Mm-hmm. Um, Project manager, we've got we've got a, um, uh, a virtual assistant. We've yeah. got um, animators, designers, illustrators. Yeah. Uh, we do all the communication on platforms like Slack, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, email, uh, yeah, project management software like Basecamp. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything's virtual. Like yeah. No one's in house. Everyone's all over the world. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the cool thing about that is that it gives me like. Mm not the same responsibility as if I had like an in-house staff yeah and the overheads as well and yeah, yeah yeah overheads and all that stuff yeah, so there's yeah. a lot, lot less um, risk with that yeah um, so yeah that's pretty much it there's a team yeah. of seven of us and and yeah. you mentioned they're all over the world how did you end up recruiting them like what was the process you went through to recruit them um, um, to trust them with, with the business as well uh, so okay so how I recruit them was very similar to how I used to get clients mm-hmm. Upwork mm-hmm. so I used to go on Upwork and type in yeah. hey I'm looking for a project manager and I'd mm-hmm. find an app, you know, a list of 50 applicants and yeah, yeah. get on a call with each one of them and see mm-hmm. who sounds the best and who I you know, vibe off the best yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and obviously I look at things like their portfolio and mm-hmm. all these different things so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I think hiring people is quite interesting because mm-hmm. like a lot of one thing I've learned is it's very easy to fake it till you make it mm. it's very easy to fake portfolio like mm-hmm. for example with explainer videos mm-hmm. or animation videos it's very mm-hmm. easy to go on YouTube use a YouTube downloader <laughs> download yeah. that person's video and claim yeah. it as your own portfolio yeah, a lot yeah. of people do that Wow. so yeah. like you got to verify these kind of things like yeah. for example I can say to them okay let me have a chat with the client that you worked with or yeah. that you claim to work with that's a good idea to verify that you are an actual animator that's good um, yeah. and a lot of the time a lot of the times they get caught out for you know yeah. lying so it's very easy to fake it till you make it yeah. um, you probably know more than me um, since it. you've been in the industry it. longer yeah. Um, so yeah it's hiring people that I usually have a set process now so mm-hmm. um, I'll send them like a um, questionnaire that they'll fill in yeah, yeah. and I usually get on a call with them and when I get on a call with them I mm-hmm. know from there mm. whether they're you know good or not yeah 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 no, that's a really good <coughs> process to be fair so what type of clients have you worked with um, thus far is it a specific industry like I know um, a few of my friends who, who are in business not the same business as you but they usually focus on certain types of industries so the financial sector or uh, the food industry or mm. do you t- typically focus on those or is it just a broad we, range that you <coughs> advertise to in cold call and things like that um Good question. So we do mm-hmm. we do mainly work with IT tech companies mm-hmm. um, because they tend to be the ones that need video the most. Since mm-hmm. like most IT companies, you don't really know what they do. It's quite technical. It's I quite agree. Yeah. you know it doesn't like the whole idea of what we do is we create a video that's between sixty to ninety seconds that yeah, yeah. Uh, simplifies what they do into that sixty second video, almost like yep. an elevator pitch. Yeah. And a lot of IT companies like they do something so complex like mm. AI or cybersecurity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we work mainly with them, but mm-hmm. we we do work with loads of other industries like as well. So mm-hmm. we've worked with pharmaceutical companies, we've yeah. worked with um, uh, 
uh, fintech companies, mm -hmm. um, a lot of app companies. So mm -hmm. you've probably seen any app that you download from the app store, they yeah. usually have like a video, Definitely. a promotional yep. video. So Correct. we do apps as well, SaaS. Um, so pretty much any industry we work with, but yeah. IT tends to be the ones that need our services the most. Okay, okay. And how do you deal with um, non-paying clients? I mean, when you're working with, you know, blue chip companies, you tend to, it's usually straightforward. There's no arguments in payment. Sometimes you get the yeah. whole lot straightforward, you know, upfront. However, how do you deal with non-paying non, non clients? I mean, that's something that often occurs, I've seen in a lot of new startups, um, particularly, you know, if there's, if there's not much trust there. Um, and the, that, that person who's wanting to explain the video they are new to the game as well, so they're yeah. new in business. How do you do with non-paying clients or late-paying clients? Let's call them late-paying clients. Because um, they eventually do pay. Yeah, so the way we do our payment structure is 50% upfront, 50% uh, when we finish the video. delivery, yeah. Yeah, so the good thing about that is that it gives us leverage so that mm -hmm. when we do finish the video, we mm -hmm. send them the video with a preview watermark. Mm -hmm. So that way they can't run away with the video. Yeah, um, yeah. They can't get the video until they pay the remaining amount. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Usually I found there's a common, commonality mm -hmm. with certain um, sizes of companies. So for okay. example, the smaller the company, yeah. And the smaller their budget, yeah. the usually the more pain in the ass they tend to be. Yeah. Like a lot of startups tend to be like, you know, fifteen hundred dollars for them is like it's everything for them. Yeah. And as a result they tend to and the funny thing is I was, I was talking to uh, you know our, our mutual friend James about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. How the ones that pay the lowest tend to expect the world. Yeah. <laughs> like I had one client who um they paid me twelve hundred dollars, which yeah. is a, a lot cheaper considering we charge a lot higher now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but they sent me a reference video saying, and the reference video, by the way, was Kung Fu Panda. Oh, wow. So they sent me a Kung Fu Panda <laughs> movie trailer and said, I want my animation to look like this. Wow. And immediately after that, I was like, yeah, this ain't gonna work. I don't not, think it's gonna not, work. Not if that's the expectation. So yeah. um, the most important thing is uh, set the expectations up front yeah, yeah. so that um, you know, none, none of this like you know late yeah. payments occur. Of course, you do have that now and then. Yeah. Um, I mainly got the payment issues when I first started because I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so it was very easy for someone to bully me. Yeah, yeah. Into you know giving them a refund. So yeah, when I yeah. first started, like for example, when I got my first few sales, mm -hmm. like I thought, okay, what do I do now? I yeah. literally like, I was there like, okay, well, what do I do with this? Did money? you have the team at this point or not? Not really. No. no? That's <laughs> I good, had man. Money, like, I had to find the team. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Immediately, I had to quickly find animators to yeah. do all this stuff. Yeah. I hired a few people and they like sucked. Yeah. So I had to take a loss on that and okay. hire a new team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was the, the first client was like the ma a massive ball ache, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really get late payments or anything like that anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, since I usually, fit, what do you call it, qualify or pre pre qualify these things in advance. Yeah, no, that's really good. Good notes to, to be taken for the listeners as well to be doing. <laughs> Um, how long does it usually take for a video from start to finish? Now, you mentioned typically they're 60 seconds to 90 yeah. seconds um, long. Now, do the company usually provide the assets and all the information, or do you come up with the, the copy and things like that as well for the video, um, explain the videos? Um, so we do everything. Mm -hmm. um, we do basically everything. The only thing that they provide is their like company branding, since yep. the video is tailor-made to their brand. So. Mm -hmm. You know, if the brand color is black and yellow, mm -hmm. um, black and yellow. <laughs> if, the, if the brand color is black and yellow, yeah. then they'll send us their you know color codes and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. We do everything else. So what we do is we send them like a 
questionnaire. Yes. And that's to learn everything about what they do. So mm-hmm. like what they, you know, for example, the question might say, describe in 10 words what your company does. Mm-hmm. What is your customer's pain points? Mm-hmm. Who are your competitors? What's the main message that you want to convey, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Based on that, we'll create like a little script, mm-hmm. um, like a 60 second script. Yeah. Um, we send that to them and mm-hmm. our, we've got um, a copywriter that does that. So mm-hmm. she um, researches their field and mm-hmm. what they do what mm-hmm. they do, and she'll make a script on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, they'll give us their approval if they want to make any changes. Mm-hmm. We move on to the storyboard after that, which mm-hmm. is basically a um, similar to like a comic book where you've got slide by slide what the video will look like before yeah. we actually do it. Yeah. Um, that would be based on their brand colors as well. Mm-hmm. Um, then we move on to the animation and that's pretty much it. Yeah. And the whole process is about four to seven weeks. Okay. Um, it usually ranges depending on how quickly they are to respond Keep to any feedback. Yeah. 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 So some clients, for example, like they'll take like 10 days to give us feedback, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. So the project would be like, you yeah. know, three months, whereas yeah. other clients, they give us feedback straight away. So yeah. it's like four weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds good. <clears throat> Sounds like a good process that you have in place for it. And do you find that um, you enjoy some more that more projects more than others, just yeah. because of what they speak about themselves in terms of what they're promoting, their their brand story and everything yeah. else? Do you find that, or you just find that that they all pretty much are the same? Which what, what do you think? Um, there's definitely some projects we enjoy more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty removed from the actual process because that side of the company is automated. Okay, but. There's still some projects I enjoy more because I can t- because I speak with the CEO. Yeah. I kind of like I can tell how hungry they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for example, with some CEOs, um, I might not get that vibe where they, mm. you know, it might just be a thing they're doing because they've been told to do it. Whereas yeah, other CEOs, yeah, yeah, like they've got an actual vision, they've got an actual product that they really believe in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes it depends on the service that they sell. Mm-hmm. Like if they sell something boring, then naturally, yeah. I'm not going to be like overly gassed over that yeah, product. Yeah, right? true, true. Whereas yeah. if they sell something that has actual meaning behind it, yeah. then I'm going to want to, you know, yeah, uh, yeah I'm going to be quite invested into it. So yeah, um, yeah there is some projects I enjoy more than others, but yeah, um, because it's an animation video, it always looks quite cool in the end, yeah, if you yeah. know what I mean. So. And how would you suggest new businesses market themselves here in 2019? Obviously, there's video, but how else would you expect them to, or, or would you suggest they should um, market themselves in 2019? Um, I think I'd first say ditch the old school methods of marketing. So like ditch stuff like newspaper ads, radio oh, yes. ads and all that. Like, I don't know if people still do that nowadays, but <laughs> ditch all those methods. Yeah. Um, and learn direct response marketing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for example, with Facebook ads, I don't do Facebook ads, mm-hmm. but I'm going to use that concept. Yeah. With Facebook ads, um, that enables you to target a specific demographic. So you can target, let's say you sell sneakers, you're wearing nice trainers. Uh, you can target young people who mm-hmm. are interested in uh, rappers like Tupac, for example. Correct. Totally random. Yeah. Um, you can target those type of people based on their interests. Yeah. Not only their age, but their ethnicity even, yeah, their yeah. financial income, like all these different yeah, things. Yeah. Whereas with a radio ad, if you do a radio ad, there's like 10 different demographics that could be listening to it. Exactly, so exactly. The, the idea is to um, target narrow instead of targeting wide. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing I would say is content. Mm-hmm. So content marketing does work. Mm-hmm. Uh, people do Google you. So mm-hmm. one thing I think is if people Google my company name, mm-hmm what do I want them to see? Yeah. And yeah. I always use the idea of control your own narrative. Agreed, yeah. Um, it's similar to what 
you know, people doing Instagram, how they put that false reality online, they put the best version of themselves. Yeah. You want to do the same with your own company. And that doesn't mean you have to be fake. Mm. You can be it however you want to be. If you want to mm. fake it to you, make it, you can do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't recommend that. Yeah. Um, but definitely do stuff like content marketing so that when people do Google you, yeah. it's not like, you know, nothing turns up. Like, yeah. There's a whole world of content because yeah. for me, that aids me so much in getting mm-hmm. new clients. When I'm on a phone with uh, a guy from Australia, mm-hmm. For example, I was on a, on a I was on a call with a guy from uh, Canada. Yeah. Um, he was interested in our services, mm-hmm. um, and he found me because he googled my company and he mm-hmm. saw all these different social proof, like yeah. testimonials, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. videos that I put online, even yeah. though they're not, not that good. Uh, but there was so much social oh, proof good. out there yeah. that enabled him to automatically trust me mm-hmm. before he's even on the call with me. Yeah. So when yeah. he does get on the on that call with me, the first time talking, yeah, he's already got a perception of who I am yeah. whereas if he didn't know who I was mm-hmm. he would get on the call and he would be a lot more defensive and a lot more difficult Very true. for me to sell my services to yeah. you so controlling your narrative is huge yeah. um, and content marketing for sure yeah 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 no that's yeah. a really good one I mean you mentioned earlier also about the, the different business mentors that you've had yeah. over the time how important is that to a new startup to have somebody there that they can always you know, call on get advice from learn the next what their next step might be if they you know come face to face with a hurdle how important is that and how did you find your own business mentors as well uh, oh man it's, it really is everything man because yeah. I used to look back at like when I was particularly at uni when I was at uni there were so many days mm-hmm. where I'd look around I, didn't, I don't mean this in a bad way but I'd look mm-hmm. around and think wow I'm surrounded with so many average people mm-hmm. and I really don't mean that to sound like mm-hmm. narcissistic or anything like that mm-hmm. But what I mean by that is I'm surrounded by people that have no ambition. Mm-hmm. They're happy to party their life away. They're happy to get drunk all the time mm-hmm. and they have no goals. Yeah, yeah. And because I'm surrounded by those people, mm-hmm. I'm naturally inclined to be like those people. Yeah, yeah. So the, the concept that you want to use is if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the, in the wrong room. room. Yeah, definitely. So that's the concept that you want to use. You want to be yeah. surrounding yourself with people that are five steps ahead of you. Correct. Um, and in business, this is really important because... I noticed a lot of people go to like networking events mm-hmm. and the people at those networking events aren't really that successful mm-hmm. and therefore you're not pushing yourself enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the importance of mentors is huge. Yeah, um, yeah. How you find them, oh, that's quite a hard thing to say. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I find mine just like through watching uh, the best, uh, and mentors don't need to be a physical person. Mm, like true. they can be through in the form of a book. Yeah, yeah. They can be through, you know, the form of podcasts, through mm-hmm. interviews, YouTube videos. Very That's true. who most of my mentors are. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then naturally you kind of find people along the way. I know it's mm-hmm. not, not the best answer. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, but co-working spaces like this, like yeah, we're in a co-working space. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of cool people that we've met yeah, yeah. that do different things that yeah. give you a new perspe- perspective. Mm that you never thought about. So yeah, yeah. Um, mentors definitely is everything you can't do alone. Yeah. Like you really can't do alone. Because there's a lot of days where it's like, like you saw me, you came into, uh, we're here on a Saturday, you yeah. saw me on my own. Yeah, yeah. It's only me in the office building. That's if true. that's me every day, yeah. I'm not going to get work done. Yeah, and yeah. I'm going to be like de-energized and unmotivated. So yeah, yeah. you do need to surround yourself with, with you know, winners. Yeah, yeah, like-minded yeah. people. So what does winning mean to you? What does success look like to Umesh? I mean, you're under 30 now. What, are you 23, 24? Yeah, 23. 23. <laughs> so when you're 30, what would you hope to have achieved? What, what do you think is um, going to be key to, to you to say, yes, I've, I've, I've got a lot of excess, success behind my back? Oh, geez, that's a hard question. Um, <laughs> that's a hard question. 
What would I like to achieve before 30? Um, that's a hard question. I think... Let's go back to that question at the end. Okay, I'll, that's I'll, no I'll problem. Keep, I want to think about that one. That's no problem. Yeah. All right, so what, what would you tell your younger self? If you could tell yourself anything, you could go back in time, maybe 10 yeah. years, 15 years to your younger self. What would you tell yourself? I mean, we had a chat just before we started the podcast about, you know, a young 13-year-old doing big things in, you know, the podcast world. Yeah. I mean, what would you tell 13, yourself if you yeah. could go back and say, you know what, Umesh, I'm 10 years old, you're 10 years old now. This is what I've learned in the, in the, in, in the last 13 years. Uh, I'd tell him to, um, I'd be tempted to tell him to drop out of school, but I wouldn't tell him to do that. Okay. Um, I'd just tell him two things the first one is read relentlessly yeah like yes. read like crazy like read every single day yeah, yeah. and study great people yeah um, and the second thing is don't listen to what they tell you yeah. that you should be doing okay. I know I sound like DJ Kai when you say they is it parents or the education parents, system teachers society yeah. and the education system okay because yeah. they all set out a a set in stone map that you're meant to follow a blueprint yeah. mm-hmm. but realistically that map that you're given to by the education system mm-hmm. They're not creating leaders. They're not mm. creating people that know how to critically think for themselves. Very true. Yeah. They're creating I've another person this. in a yeah. system. They're creating another number. Mm-hmm. They're not creating people that, like, for example, no one learned how to pay tax in exactly. school. Exactly. No one learned about mental health in school. You created nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. no one learned yeah. any of that crap yeah. in school. Yeah. Or any of that important stuff in school. Yeah. yeah. But you do learn about things that, at the time, I used to think, why am I learning this stuff? Mm-hmm. And then looking back at it now, yeah. I'm still thinking, why did I learn that stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, some of it is helpful. But when you think about it, you're spending, what, um, Monday to Friday, every single day at school. That means you're being brainwashed by these people yeah. uh, to think a certain way. So what I tell my young self is, don't listen to what they say. Mm-hmm. Just do what you think is the best yeah. path for you. Yeah. Um, and I think if I did read these kind of books that like, age 12 and all that stuff, then yeah, I'd be yeah. a lot more... I know I'm quite young, I'm only 23, but yeah. I do wish I did this stuff at like 15 when, yeah, when, it, when it wasn't as saturated as it is now. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so yeah, we can talk about the education system forever. Yeah, I know. I mean, I've always said that about the education system. Yeah. Like you mentioned, like mental health is never talked about and it's some stuff people would deal with after school. Yeah. Relationships are not talked about, going to deal with that after school. Or um, you, you, even during school with that, your finances, your credit, all of those things are never, ever... Nah, about, like you don't get you know, taught how to manage finances. Yeah, way. so I, th- I feel like the, the education system could do with a refresh and um, looked at it so it's, I suppose, working on the individual from all-around point of view as opposed to just, you know, this, 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 this. Well, that they, probably they, worked 100 years ago, but it doesn't work exactly. exactly. Like the, the and it's funny today. because they're quick to take your money. Yeah. But they're yeah. slow to tell you how to use your money. Oh, yeah. So that's why it's sick you know I, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like it but it's I like so it. true like yeah. nine grand a year I was paying at uni yeah nine grand a year yeah. plus another five grand for the year for accommodation yeah plus books are like 70 pound yeah and then there's all this other crap and then you get all these student loans that of you're course. you know so it's like I was only at uni for one year but I yeah. owed like I think 12, 15 grand worth yeah. of debt which yeah. is mental of course and like I'm learning things from people yeah who are not qualified and this is the most I think this is the most important thing I'll tell my younger self yeah. is don't listen to the advice, listen to who's giving the advice. A lot yeah, of the time, yeah. people that are so unqualified yeah. are giving you advice. And sometimes yeah. this can be family members, sometimes yeah. this can be mates of yours. Yeah. Like if someone's telling me, oh, you shouldn't be doing that, yeah. think about why they're saying that. Yeah. It's like, for example, I'm, I'm a vegan, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to make this into a vegan debate. No, that's fine. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. I'm a vegan, and when I tell people that I'm vegan, mm-hmm. I notice that automatic responses come out of them. Uh, for example, oh, where do you get your protein from? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I always think that's quite interesting because mm-hmm. are they actually asking me that question or are they automatically yeah. giving me that response? So the same thing kind of applies to yeah. advice in general. Like, who's yeah. giving you that advice? Yeah, yeah. And that's why I always think about critically thinking like thinking yeah. for yourself yes rather than what other people say yeah, yeah yeah no i mean that's that's definitely a powerful thing so where would you like to be what is the vision of umesh for when he's 30 and we're gonna go back to it again. yeah um to be honest with you i'll be honest like i don't have a clear idea as to mm-hmm. where i want to be yeah um and i that's a side that i think is exciting because yeah I know some people do have like a very clear set in stone way yeah. of where they want to be at a certain age. Mm-hmm. For me, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like, I have no idea if I'll be doing this business for the next two, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so where I want to be, like, there's basic, like, uh, things that I want to be get. like, I want to be set in stone. Like, yeah. I want to be making this amount of money by mm-hmm. the time I'm 30. I want to have this amount of financial assets, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that, you know, whenever I have a family, that stuff sorted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not very clear where I want to be, but I, I do know that at some point I want to be doing something that does give back yeah. in some way. Yeah. No idea how that is right now. So yeah. yeah. No it's man. It's a vague answer, it's, but it's the answer. That's it's it's good though because right you know it's it's it <clears throat> enables you to lead a path that you just choose when you want to. Yeah. You know, in when when you're 25 years old, you may wake up one day and say, oh, I want to sell this business or I want to do something else and put yeah. my hand to something else. So it's a good thing where you're at and I feel like it's a, it's a good way of thinking, you know, that I'm not planning that far forward yeah. um, to when I'm 30 and things. That's, that's interesting. That is. Yeah. I do quite like that. So yeah, almost finally, where can we, people connect with you? Watch your social media links, your website, um, URL. Uh, yeah, you can find our company at www.pulsepixel.com. That's mm-hmm. P-U-L-S-E, like a heart pulse. Yep. Uh, pulsepixel.com. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, it's just my full name, Umesh Butt. Yep. Um, Instagram, you can find me if you want, Umesh BX. Yeah. I don't really use Instagram that much. Okay. Um, and so, yeah. That's yeah. pretty much everywhere. All right, man. Well, thank you very much for your time. Some very wise words from from young Omesh. I mean, yeah. you know, you're inspiring me, and you're 23. Nah, you know? you're it's really me, good. Bro. It's really good, man. Um, thank you for being on the show. This has been the Anytime. Business Marketing Finance Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm your host, Al James. Don't forget to go onto our website, businessmarketingfinance.com, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. This is the Business Marketing and Finance Podcast. The podcast for all your business marketing and financial needs. Get insight from experienced professionals as they delve deep into their passions and share their knowledge each week with your host, Daryl James. Like to follow or learn more? You know what to do. Hit that subscribe button now.